0: One, two, one, two. Team Appen. Team Appen. Donna, can you hear me? Can you hear me, Donna? Yes, I can. All right. Pop-Tart over here.
1: I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Richard? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow.
2: I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume. Did I miss anything?
1: <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Nick the- my name out your mouth! Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump.
0: Hey, it's Caddy. This episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act nears one hour in length. I don't like to run that long at all, but we had a lot of things to say. And I do believe that after you finish this episode, you'll agree. A lot of the things that we say needed to be heard. We have a really raw conversation about Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters. You're no stranger to this podcast. You know that we have tough conversations sometimes. Tough for us to have, tough for you to listen to. Life sucks sometimes, all right? Addiction, we talk about a lot. Hits close to home. As will Taylor Hawkins' addiction story. It will hit close to home to his wife and his three beautiful kids. If you look at a screen grab seconds before Will Smith smacked Chris Rock on stage of the Oscars Sunday night, you'll see Chris Rock slowly begin to lean into it, bracing himself just before the slap. It's a classic move I see all the time in pro wrestling. Camera angles are everything. What happened, though, still sends a very mixed message. We talk about that coming up. Unbeknownst to me, Donna signed up for a DraftKings account. It's not even legal here in Georgia to access or gamble on one of the sports betting apps like DraftKings. But true to herself, Donna's looking for a workaround. And she asks for your help. I pose a few questions to Donna that you you asked about her friend JB that you met last episode. This episode is seconds shy of an hour, but I do believe that when you finish listening, you'll say to yourself, you know what? An hour well spent. Let's get underway right now with Cadillac Jack, my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about With your family and your friends Conversations about current events and pop culture And music And uh, sometimes endearing and revealing stories About marriage, parenting, and personal growth
2: My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife um, Okay, so did you have a bracket for the um, the tournament? I did not know You didn't?
0: <laughs> have you ever had a bracket?
2: Yeah, I mean I think you've had a bracket at work or something before, right?
0: Well, I hadn't worked in three years
2: well, okay. Three years ago, did you have a bracket? Have you ever had a bracket? I, I don't think that I've ever had a bracket, Donna. Really? No. You've never had
0: a. I, I, I did one as a joke on the air, but I, I use like um, high school names in Atlanta, like names of high schools in Atlanta, their mascots. Like I got it wrong. Yeah. Like I didn't understand what was going on. Okay. And so I bring my bracket in one day when they're due on the morning show, and we all turn them in on the air, and then mine's like you know Northgate High School, going all the way. You know, beating Macintosh in the the final game. Sweet 16 included, you know, East Coweta, and Milton, and, you know, local high schools. Mm. It was a bit.
2: Yeah. So, those, that was... Those, All right. But, anyway,
0: how's your bracket? Yeah.
2: <laughs> My bracket got busted after no Kentucky lost. So, I'm just like... so Like, I was out in the beginning. But, here's what I've thought about from this bracket. Like, what's come about is that... I'm not going to name names because I don't really want to know their parents like if they're listening. But... Most of the kids at the store that I manage, I manage all this like cadre of children. I say children, but they're like high school and college kids that work with me, which keeps me young, by the way. I think mm-hmm. I keep them young because they think I'm so cool. But anyway, um, they, there's a lot of them that do some sports betting. And I'm like, what? so I heard them the other day and I'm like, whoa, 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 gentlemen. and They don't like when I get in on their conversation. Uh, and, I'm like, believe that, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm um, like, is that legal? Like, in Georgia, like, because I've tried to, like, I thought for a minute that I might want to do some sports betting. And so I opened me up a little DraftKings account. What? Yes. And you can't bet in Georgia. No.
0: It's, you can't access that kind of stuff.
2: But people are. So somebody, we're going to have some pot peeps they are going to tell us how to do this. Like, there's. How to circumvent the system? Yes, there's ways around it. But they were like, so one of these kids, who were going named, was like, no, Miss Donnie, you call, like, a bookie. I said, a bookie? Like this is like old school like 1970.
0: Where does he live? Jersey Vegas?
2: I don't know. Like he, or ma- actually he's he probably lives in his parents basement in Johns Creek and he's got like, you know, Alvin is his name, you know what I'm saying and nowadays. But I'm just like I kind of have FOMO of of like illegal gambling. Like I'm thinking like, and you know uh, how
0: you gamble with your gi- your digi games. Listen, is that like something of a fix? I've
2: stopped. I don't know if, y'all have, if you're a, a longtime pot peep and you know that I love my digi games. I've stopped because I want you to know that I went back and did an audit okay. on my digi games. Come to find out. I'm not going to tell you what I've spent. But all in total, and I'm, I think I've played digi games for probably mm, two years, two, three years. Okay. And it got a little wild during the pandemic because I was just so damn bored. But I think I have won a total of $122.
0: And, and spent how much? I don't know. You do?
2: I don't. But I know it's a lot more than that. So I'm just, I'm really pissed at the Georgia Lottery because this makes me mad. Because here's what I think. It's like we have this friend who will also go nameless. Mm-hmm. Who went up to Cherokee.
0: And won $84,000. And won $84,000. One night.
2: In one night. I have never. Have you ever? No. And it's, it's almost like it's such a, this happens all the time. Yes. So it's a game. It's like, they want the people who spend the most money. And I know what you're thinking if You're listening to this, like, hello lady. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just like wondering if maybe I should parlay my gambling over
0: to some sports. Let's let's not do any of that.
2: Some sports betting. No,
0: no, let's not do that. Why? Because you're not, you're not, you're not knowledgeable enough.
2: I'm very knowledgeable about sports. I guarantee you. I didn't say
0: that you're not knowledgeable. I said I don't know that you are at the level of knowledge that someone to intelligently place sporting bets is would be at.
2: Yeah. If you're a bookie and you're listening to this podcast, will you um just text us or email us and not just a, not
0: us, not us. tell
2: us how this works. Like Oh,
0: for the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Right.
2: How does how does this work? Like and if you're on the little DraftKings app and you figured out a way to circumvent let us know. Because there's some way you can do it. There's certain things I think you can do in the state of Georgia, and there's things you can't. And how about that? How about Kemp, like, opening that up for the rest of us? Like, there's other states where you can do that. In Florida, you don't have to pay state income tax. Not only do we have to pay state income tax, we can't sports gamble. This is
0: ridiculous. I ran into Ed Clark at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, who we, used to be the president. Right, used to be the president of Triton. You know what he does now, don't you? Sports betting? Well, he's the one spearheading that entire thing for the uh, the the... the, the gambling the the ship at uh, one ham no in hampton
2: oh yes the casino
0: atlanta the casino yeah and i spent a lot of time talking to him before the race and i said how's it going he said listen we're not going to be able to push it through this year it's just not going to happen he said there's just not enough time he said but i do believe the next legislative uh season system gathering whatever it's called caucus he said i truly believe it's going to get done
2: and you know the reason, it's like so old-timey, the reason that they don't do it is because they think like it's going to make people like hookers come, and
0: well, the, Baptist. the
2: cocaine, yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And
0: it's already here, Which, people. Yeah, of course, seriously, come on. It's already here. Already.
2: The hookers and the cocaine are here.
0: Have been but, for a while.
2: But aside from that, a lot of us like to gamble. So come on with it. I don't want hookers or cocaine. I just want to hit it big. Well, uh, right, me too,
0: me too. And when Cash I hit wins. it
2: big, I'm not going to spend it on hookers and cocaine. I'm not. Don't worry about me. This one over here, yeah, I don't maybe. know. Maybe
0: I mean, there's a, that's, a, that's a definite maybe. That's a definite, but one weekend or something, you know, I mean, if you hit big or not. I went down to Brightmore again.
2: Oh, that's a segue
0: to Brightmore Healthcare.
2: <laughs> Good assisted assist
0: living, nursing home, and a hospice
2: where there is not hookers or cocaine.
0: A hundred and fifty acre facility. No, it's not a facility. It's a campus. Beautiful campus with a lush green, rolling lawns and trees reaching for the heavens.
2: Oh my god. If you weren't listening to the last podcast, you were heckled and booed when you went down and played hymnal music.
0: Okay. Hymns. On a piano. Out of tune piano, yes. I had oh. three women come up to me after bingo, after the bingo hour, and apologize.
2: They recognized you. Yeah, they did. Are they like, who is this man about town? I
0: think they are. I think they're starting to, to ask questions about who I am because I'm there quite a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm the ambassador. I'm the I, brand I'm sure ambassador.
2: That, I bet their families are out. Like, who is this man? This rogue. the
0: brand ambassador. He's got I have an ID badge. So three of them mm-hmm. came up and apologized afterwards and said, you know what? It was the piano. I said, you damn tune it was.
2: Wait, were they the hecklers?
0: No, she was, she was ugly again, at bingo.
2: The heckler was rude.
0: Yeah. I'm going to break her though. That's my, that's my goal okay. is to break her.
2: Huh. That doesn't sound well. She well, is an elderly woman. I'm going to break her. Break her. What's the word? I mean, like, Break her spirit, not break no, her spirit.
0: No, i am I going up? The opposite of that. I want to. You're going to bring her,
2: her bring her under her. bring her under your arm into onto your team. Somewhat, somewhat. But there, there's maybe like there's something going on. Like she might have some could memory be, issues or be. something. You may remind her of someone that she really did
0: not, not like, like yeah.
2: like her husband or
0: something. So I decided to go just all crazy. Dear Bingo, God bless him. You know, if you have a, a bingo machine in your basement that you haven't. Used, and I don't know why you have one. You remember the Elks Club or something, and uh, or you know, whatever the, the PTA you bought one for the PTA and you never got to the school, whatever. At, at Brightmore, they use um cards from the 1920s. Well, buy them some cards. Okay. Well, I, I I wanted to talk to you about that so you was in a budget. Um, and then like cotton balls, it's very sad. And these these people don't know they live for bingo hour.
2: Oh, Monday, I know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, two o'clock,
0: two the o'clock. Final, the final card is a blackout.
2: They've get everything.
0: Every single square has to go. Yeah. All must go. So they give a quarter if you win. Oh, boy. Now, Daddy Warbucks here walks in.
2: That's you.
0: That's me. I was given $25 jackpots. What? These people were shitting in their diapers. Okay, stop. Shitting in their diapers. Please stop. I had to go to Griffin. Stop. I had to go into town afterwards and go to the bank.
2: Were they all lined up like airplanes trying to get their money from you?
0: W- waiting when I got back? Yes, they were. They were, no kidding. Donna, the activities director at Brightmore Brightmoor, God, love her to death. She was laughing. They would not leave. They would not leave the community room.
2: Until you got Until back, got with, back, the back with the cash.
0: And they're Frosties. What? Got, a couple rounds, you got a Frosty.
2: A Frosty from Wendy's.
0: From Wendy's, yeah. They live for that kind of stuff, Donna. There's a gentleman that has a, uh, he has a, a, a hearing implant. What are they called? He can't hear. And so I have to hold the number up. And I would always forget. And I would just see his arms flailing out of the corner of my eye and think that somebody was having a, 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 an episode of some sort mm. and I was going to have to hit my call button you know for a nurse or something because I, I can't deal with that I'm, I'm calling bingo I can't deal with a medical emergency over here
2: N- nor are you equipped to let's just let's say that first of all, mm. all right. it's not like you don't have time to you're God not able a- to
0: Brightmoor Health healthcare. people whose spirit is hospice work see it as an honor to care for your loved one and your family in a very difficult and emotional time in your life a Brightmore Care Team member is often embedded in your home and quickly learns to navigate the stages of grief with you, to manage expectations, while always keeping your family member their focus. Hospice nurses answer tough questions like, are they in pain? Or, how much longer? They answer those questions honestly and best that they can. Brightmore Healthcare includes a nursing home, assisted living home, and state of the art 12 bit inpatient hospice unit, all located on the Brightmore campus in Griffin.
2: BrightmoreHospice.com, 770 467 9930. We care for patients in their home, no matter where home may be. Brightmore Hospice blesses 29 Georgia counties, including Henry, Gwinnett, and Pike.
0: What do you want me to do? Where should we place the questions from the panel? Where should we place these questions from the panel in this episode that we're recording right now about maybe some things that were revealed in the most recent, the last episode of this podcast? Is there a particular place or should we just work them in at some point?
2: What are you talking about?
0: I, I just, some people give me some questions that they have for you. Well, i hang on to them. I just want you to know, don't let me forget. Okay. I'm going to put these right over here.
2: Questions from the panel.
0: Yeah. Right here. That's where they're going to be right here. Finally, the Oscars are a smash hit, cover of the New York Post, the day after the Oscars, Monday, yesterday. Will Smith loses it over Jada Joke, slaps Chris Rock, Bess smacked her. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all
1: right? that That was a nice one, okay. I'm out here. Uh Uh-oh. Here comes Will Smith from the audience. (laughs) Oh,
0: wow. There's the smell. Wow. I think we need to go back and lay the foundation for this riff between Chris Rock and Will Smith. And it may even go back further than this and just nobody's aware of it. But when Chris Rock hosted the Oscars, it was the period, Donna, when there was so much backlash towards the Oscars because there were no the, 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 the African-American
2: representation
0: thought that there was none. Yeah. And the Oscars were all white. And Chris Rock ran with that, as you're going to hear in this clip from
2: 2016.
0: Here's part one.
1: This whole no black nominees thing has happened at least 71 other times. Okay. You got to figure that it happened in the 50s, in the 60s. You know, like, you know, in the 60s, one of those years, Sidney didn't put out a movie. I'm sure, I'm sure there were no black nominees some of those years, say 62 or 63. And black people did not protest. Why? Because we had real things to protest at the time. You know? And we had real things to protest. You know, we're too busy being raped and lynched to care about who won Best Cinematographer.
0: I mean, that's pretty heavy for for network television. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty heavy stuff. And then this is where he goes at both Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, same night during his monologue, a continuation of what you just heard.
1: What happened this year? What happened? People went mad, you know? Spike got mad, and Charlton got mad, and Jada went mad, and Will went mad. Everybody went mad, you know? It's quite like Jada got mad. Jada says she's not coming, protesting. I'm like, is she on a TV show? Jada's going to boycott the Oscars. Jada boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties.
2: <laughs> I wasn't invited.
0: Chris Rock for the 2016 Oscars.
2: Couple things. Will Smith, it was a big night for him. Um, He won the best actor award for the film king richard where he played the he plays the father He's playing a real life person. He plays he plays the father of venus and serena Williams and um, i've seen a little bit of it. It's streaming right now on hbo max It's a great great movie His whole role in that is like protecting these girls and pushing them as hard as they can and this type of thing And there's a couple of things about this that just I think about from the beginning. It's like It's shocking. I mean, that's the first thing. You're just like, what? And and I think that like everyone in the audience at first maybe thought they were in on a bit. And I think you kind of think it was a bit. I don't. And then I think it took everybody in the audience a minute to be like, wait, what just happened? You know, his acceptance speech was really powerful. But in his acceptance speech, he says, love makes you do crazy things. Well, not violence. And there's part of it that I think if... There's something about standing up for your family, not just standing up for your woman, but standing up for your family. And I think that that's important, you know, in a family to, you know, stand up for people when someone's treating your spouse wrong and when when someone's treating anyone wrong. But especially in your family, it's super important to as spouses stand up for each other and be there for each other. However, I thought that his speech, it was like, first of all, he didn't apologize to Chris Rock. He apologized to the Academy. And there's a lot of people right now that are saying the Academy could take back his award.
0: code of conduct.
2: A code of conduct. Um, Chris Rock is not filing a police report. um, And they said, you know, and I think they will work it out separately. But it's also the, um, and I read this today, and as a white woman, I want to be careful how I say this, but I'm not saying this. I read this in the paper. So this is not my opinion. But there is this stigma of, you know, black men. And violence and that type of thing. And, and you have to be above it. And it was such a beautiful night for him because his portrayal of um, Venus and Serena's dad was incredible. And he deserved to win the award. And he's finally in the room where you know he's made some bomb movies, um, but where he gets to stand up on stage and accept this award. And it's clouded by this whole thing right. forever. There will well, be an asterisk by
0: every it. every single win from the Oscars Sunday night. Is, is now being dismissed because the news cycle is consumed with the, the smack herd around the world. Here is uh, Will Smith's acceptance speech, just uh, a clip of it.
1: I want to be a vessel for love. I want to say thank you to Venus and Serena and the entire Williams family for entrusting me with your story. That's what I want to do. I want to be an ambassador of that kind of love. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my all my fellow nominees. This is a beautiful moment. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. <laughs>
0: I look like crazy father, just like they said about Richard Williams. Richard Williams, the father of, of Serena and Venus. Tiffany Haddish, after the award ceremony, was found at a party somewhere. People Magazine asked her about what happened. And Tiffany Haddish, who starred with with, uh, Jada in a movie, girl's trip, I think was a movie, about five years ago, says that that meant the world to me. And maybe the world might not like how it went down. But for me, it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. As a woman who has been unprotected for someone to say, keep my wife's name out your mouth. Leave my wife alone. That's what your husband is supposed to do. Protect you.
2: As women and men, we want people to stand up for us. Not just talk the talk. But when it's really uncomfortable, you know, you're at a table and, and maybe, or you hear that your spouse's boss is, you know, you, you overhear them saying something to them, or whatever to say, hey, hey, that's not, no, you're not going to talk to my spouse that way. There is something very chivalrous, I will say about that. And they're slightly lost in today's world. Don't think it was handled correctly. And, and I've said to you, I, I think that he, or maybe I was, Charlotte and I were talking about this morning on the way to school, he could have said to him, keep my wife's, you know what, out of your name without the slap. He could have said it. You know, I also think there's a very interesting thing going on here, and and I hate to even bring this up, but I'm going to. Like, what if it was a um if it was a white comedian that had come at Jada? I think it's interesting how people are kind of coming out on both sides. I wonder if it would be more on Will Smith's side if it was a white comedian who had come at Jada jada i think it's interesting yes i think it's interesting that it's two black men who are powerful in hollywood and it's kind of everybody doesn't know which side of the fence to kind of get on the reactions were well it's not funny or priceless like some of the shots that they took and they've become like the memes heard around the world like nicole kidman and all these people because
0: meryl streep i think is one of the best oh
2: my gosh it was totally shocking
0: abc carried the oscar sunday night here is the clip the missing audio the exchange between Chris Rock and Will Smith.
1: Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep Th- my name out your mouth. Wow, dude! Yeah, it was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your
0: mouth. I'm going to, okay. And and Chris Rock was well, up I'll there. Go. Oh, Okay. Chris Rock was up on stage, Donna, to just present. Best documentary. That's it. It was uh, he. He this this threw him off. When I when I listened to this clip again, I rethought whether you know. Originally, I said to you, maybe it was it was it was staged a little bit. Listening to this clip, you're going to hear right now. I told you he's that he's shaken. Listen to uh, listen to this. This is uh, after it all. When you know again, he's trying to get back to presenting the Oscar for best documentary.
1: That was a uh, greatest night okay, in the history of, of television. Okay. 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 So we are here to uh, give a documentary out, to give an Oscar out for best documentary. Now, the beauty of documentaries because they they make you, it, play when whole watch thing, you when you tell. feel smart,
0: like you watch the, like you know, like you read a book or something. Chris Rock he's, he's a, you f- know, know? probably the most professional and, and and consistent and just lands every every well, every he joke just he does. Got knocked, right? But he's off. You can tell. Otherwise, that would have been a beautifully presented bit for best documentary who spends time creating a bit around best documentary Chris Rock does because he's, he's a professional comedian after the clear best documentary and that award is given away no one will ever know who won that one by the way That's, it's never going to be a piece of Oscar history unfortunately uh, P. Diddy Puff Daddy's up and then Amy Schumer who was one of the three hosts Will and Chris
1: we're going to sob that like family at the gold party okay
2: I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume did I miss anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> right before it all happened
2: there's like,
1: there's like a different vibe in here.
0: Right before it happened, Amy Schumer had done a bit uh, where she was in a Probably Superman not. Costume.
2: Well, anyway. There were a lot of comedians who came out. Fortune Feimster came out and some other people came out that said, she had said at a show the other night that her opener had been rushed by someone and they'd had to have security. And so I think for comedians, it's a really touchy subject because as comedians, you know, you 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 buy a ticket to go see someone. There's a chance you could be heckled. There's a yeah. chance they could say something that makes you incredibly uncomfortable. There's, um, you know, th- there's always that thing, and, and that's what comedy that is about. That's what comedians do. So I, I don't know, and and I've heard I heard someone else say, "Listen, you've been in this talking about Will Smith. You guys have been in this game for a long time, and people have come at you for far worse. I mean, far worse. No. These two no. have been lightning rods. So for that one comment." To send him that far over. That was a that was there was some stuff brewing, you know, as you said from, well, I think it goes from back the to, past yeah. to
0: twenty sixteen and and, and other stuff as well, maybe that we don't even know about. It's unfortunate that because of what happened, a lot of the, the the wins that deserve credit and attention are not gonna get them. The the news cycle yesterday on all the T V network shows I mean, newspapers and newspapers and blogs and internet was nothing but Will Smith and Chris Rock. Coda became the first film distributed by a streaming service to win the award for best picture Sunday night. Apple TV paid twenty five million dollars. Went to Sundance in uh, last January, I think. The ten best picture nominees together, all right, the ten, all ten of the nominees, earned about twenty five percent together. Earned a quarter of what Spider Man No Way Home made at the domestic box office. Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman looked fantastic on the red carpet as she, they always do.
2: She looked gorgeous. Um, some said that she that her dress it was she invented like a new color, like that the color palette had never been seen before. Beautiful beautiful.
0: Keith Urban being the doting husband that he is flew in from Vegas to support her at the Oscars Sunday night. Uh, Billy, uh, Eilish. What is that? She's wearing here.
2: Uh, I think uh, she looks good. She always, you that know, looks good. Well, okay. she, she always kind of like pokes the envelope and All right. okay. there's her and her brother. Um, uh, Phineas
0: Gucci, Gucci gown. She's wearing with uh, lots of uh, feathers and ruffles. It looks like Reba dressed in black. Dolce Cabana.
2: She does not. Uh, she doesn't age.
0: First time Reba has played. The Oscar stage in 31 years. She last took the stage uh, in 91 when she filled in for Meryl Streep to perform a song from, um, gosh, a movie. Postcards from the Edge was the name of it. And this was days after Reba's 11 members, I believe, of her band and crew were killed in that plane crash after she left San Diego doing a private show for IBM. Uh, she performed a song called Somehow You Do, which was a song nominated for Best Original Song from the film, Four Good Days. Song written by Dan Warren, who's been nominated 13 times for the Oscar for Best Original Song and has never won, including Sunday Night. Reba did not win the award.
2: That's a great song.
0: Her band, her backup band during the performance, included. I mean, you look at this all-star band. What are the Jonas Brothers? Kevin, I think, on guitar. Travis Barker on drums. Amazing. Connect I, I the dots for Travis Barker.
2: Well, he was with Blink 182, yes. okay. and um, then he he went out on his own, and he is like he is like the star drummer right now for every single project that's out there. Like if you want your song to go to the top of the charts, you want him playing drums on your song right now.
0: Also joining Reba, Sheila E that was Sheila E on percussion on the stage Sunday night and Robert Randolph on pedal steel, legendary pedal steel player from Nashville.
2: I've been getting out of that Spider-Man costume. Did I miss anything? (laughs)
0: Dave Grohl is the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. Friday night while in Bogotá, Colombia. Getting ready to play a music festival. The Foo Fighters are over there. And the drummer, Taylor Hawkins, is not where he's supposed to be. So they do some searching around and they find Mr. Hawkins in his room. Found dead. The prosecutors in Colombia released a statement Saturday saying toxicological tests on urine, prelim tests found ten psychoactive substances and medicines, including marijuana, opioids, things I cannot pronounce, antidepressants, and uh, benzos. Foo Fighters came back to uh, to the states, landed at LAX Sunday. I found this piece of audio from 2021 when the Foo Fighters were being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Taylor is in that John Bonham school of drummer. Not the persnickety stuff, but the basic fundamental where every time it sounds very important. Taylor has the toughest job because he's the drummer in a band that includes the greatest drummer alive. And he's got technique that Dave only dreams about.
1: You're gonna be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Foo Fighters. First, I'd like to thank Dave. None of this would happen if it wasn't for Dave. Thank you for letting me be in your band. I wanna thank my beautiful wife, Allison, my beautiful children Shane Hawkins, Annabelle Hawkins, Everly Hawkins. I love you guys so much. Thanks, everyone. It's time to like these. You learn to love again. It's time to
0: like these. It's my favorite song. Pretty powerful
2: makes me sad on so 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 many levels. You know, we were sitting in the kitchen together in the keeping room and I was like looking through
0: It was Friday night, I believe.
2: Yeah, you know. I was scrolling some news and I was like, "No, no, no. No. This can't be." I mean, I I I came upon it right when it happened. Um if you are familiar with the Foo fighters, he he had like he was just the coolest. He had the biggest grin, the biggest smile. Um married, three kids. Always kind of joked about the fact that um uh, you know on the road he was he he might have thought that he was kind of a cool rock star but at home he was just like a suburban dad trying to keep it all together but um he had had some addiction issues with heroin a long time ago and um i don't think that there was you know i I don't know that haven't heard a lot i'm sure there's so much that's going to come out that you know i don't know if people had felt like he you know had kind of gone back into some situations or, or what was going on but um it just makes me very sad. And it is one of my favorite bands. And I felt just this tremendous loss this weekend. But I also know that there are a lot of people, um, understandably, who are listening to the podcast and who live in the world who say, hang on, there were 10 drugs found in his system. You know, what the hell did he think was going to happen? And, you know, I know that there's a the whole group of people who, when this happens to people, that they say, hey, he got what he deserved, you know, because... He was a drug addict and there's a lot of people who just don't have tolerance for that. And I, I understand how people can feel that way, Mm -hmm. but if you are anyone who has not been touched by addiction or who um, has never dealt with addiction personally or has never dealt with someone who is an addict, I don't think you can understand that it is a sickness and what I wonder from all this, and I told you this, I hate hotel deaths because you reminded me, I said it just never, you know, before the toxicology reports had come out, there's never anything good that comes out when someone passes away in their hotel
0: room. There's well, just but, not. But, 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 but that's not always the case. People people go to that place and just yeah. assume, like with Bob Saget. Remember how pissed off I got that everybody was just assuming that because he died in a hotel.
2: No, I agree. That he was yeah. on drugs. Yeah. I mean, There, there was no drugs found. But it was like the Chris Cornell thing with Soundgarden. I just think, I will say this, I think that for some for some musicians and some entertainers and for some people, and let me say this, I don't think that you have to be um, a rock star. I think you can be a traveling saleswoman or salesperson or man or anything. I think hotels are very lonely places sometimes. Sometimes hotels are really cool. But I also think that like, it's a place where sometimes you can, if you do have addiction issues or things that come up, it's kind of a place where you can hide out. Um, and what I wonder from all this, I thought about this a lot is if there's anybody who over the weekend who heard about this and who thought to themselves, man, uh, I'm not in a good space right now, you know, like I've got to, I got to get this under control. Like, I hope that out of all of these, what I call senseless deaths, that some, you know, Something happens to where if you are struggling or you have been an addict or you're you're currently kind of sliding into that place that maybe you see something in someone if it's a band you like or even, you know, again, you, you're you not really a huge Foo Fighters fan or whatever that you see a man and you say, dang, I might be kind of and maybe not to that extreme, but I may be backsliding or I, I may need, you know, I may need to watch what I'm doing because I do think that there's cautionary Um, tales out there. And and who knows, like I said, we're going to find out who knows if maybe he'd been struggling and his wife was worried about him and maybe even told the band, Hey, check in on him. I don't, you know, I don't quite know what's going on or, or what? I don't know.
0: This is going to be a very unpopular position. I'm getting ready to take. If you have the amount of drugs that he had in his system and not just the amount, but the different types of drugs with different type effects, with different type blowback. If you mix two drugs, you're rolling the dice. If you, if you, if you, if you take one drug, you're rolling the dice. If you you mix two, you're, you're, you're playing with fire. I believe for someone to ingest 10 different types of drugs, everything from benzos to um, it, we just rattled off the list, and 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 heroin is not on that list. The, the, none of the lists I've seen say heroin. Have you seen heroin?
2: No, they said they found a like a white kind of powder. Okay. Um, and they, you know, there was a bottle of vodka.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He went out with no pain, no pain whatsoever. There's no way he could have felt anything at that at, the, at that level of intoxication on, on with all of that going on. I wonder if that wasn't a choice. I
2: but I mean, my question would be like, was it, were, how do we know like the timeline for like, I mean, not that it matters, but like,
0: well, because you can look at what you can do is you can look at each of the drugs and, and their shelf life is what it's called. How oh, long they're in your system. If you want to, if you want to, um, if you want to skirt a drug test, there are several easy ways you can do that. And it's by knowing the shelf life of the drug. Knowing we were going to have this conversation on this episode of the podcast, I reached out to a friend of ours, a very, one of our biggest supporters of the podcast, Melissa, who works hand in hand and daily with a chief medical examiner at the largest county in the state, I believe. And I asked her on the phone about the enlarged heart because it came back Sunday that the, the average human heart is how big? 300 somethings? Mm-hmm. And his, his heart was twice that, I believe. Would or could it likely be drug-related, and would it be cocaine, or you know, what would it be? Also, could be you know genetic, could be diet. You know It doesn't have to be. Just because you have an enlarged heart doesn't mean that you're a drug addict or that you were doing drugs. Now, if there is suspicion and there is a history, I, I think that they would probably cut it open and look and, 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 and find things that, that, that they suspected were going to be there. Dr. Terry says that it could be all of those things. Enlarged hearts can be due to high blood pressure. But what is causing it? Drugs, diet, lifestyle, stress, or any combination thereof.
2: Yeah, maybe some stuff is going to come out. You know, he was struggling, or he was not in a good place, or he was depressed, or he says something. He was like, all that. Yeah, I don't know. He was all that. You know, I just um, I think that it continues what we talk about a lot on this podcast, which is addiction is a very very tricky thing. And um, you're right, and it, he very well could have wanted to take his own life with all this.
0: I, yeah, I, I'm not saying that he maybe that was his that's what he was trying to do, but there's no way you can take that amount of drugs and not know that that's a very, very good possibility,
2: but I also think like you know you hear about this all the time, like um like I know like Anthony Bourdain and a lot of people like who were addicts before that like one of the things that happens when you haven't say you've been clean, supposedly clean for a long time, and then you go out like it happened with Heath Ledger yes. or with someone that you yes. You go big.
0: You jump back in at the level at which you stopped.
2: And it's like...
0: And your body can't take it.
2: And you're almost like, and it's terrible to say this, but like a kid in a candy store. Yes. You know, you can't get enough. So you're like, hey... That feels good, but I don't want to lose this high. So then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to, do, and again, I'm not saying, I am not saying any of this is right or acceptable, but I think you see it a lot where, because people will say, well, why, you know, why would this person mix this with this? And why were they doing, you know, that? And what happens, you hear about it all the time. Somebody has been clean for so long and they go out and just do, okay, Demi Lovato was the one who ended up, you know, they do such a, 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 large, a large quantity quantity that it almost kills them. And sometimes it does.
0: If you're addicted to Oxycontin, and when you stop taking, uh, say 100 milligrams, that's the the high point, the peak of your addiction. When you're an active addiction is what it's called. If you should relapse, chances are you're going to go back to 100 milligrams. You're going to go back to where you stopped. If you go directly to that number, you're going to kill yourself because your body goes into shock. It's not used to, it, 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 it can tolerate to some degree, a hundred milligrams of it's at one point, because it, you just, you beat the hell out of your body. But if you go away and you get clean and your body heals a little bit, and then you start again, it just, it can be catastrophic.
2: I, I think that just for most people, you know, they were a huge influence on the music we all kind of grew up listening to. So just sad, very sad.
0: And when you see the word drugs, uh, Dr. Terry, um, Mentioned this in a text. When you see the word drugs, that doesn't necessarily always mean, <clears throat> excuse me, illicit drugs. You know, to a medical examiner, to someone who does autopsies and forensic evaluations and investigations, drugs also mean something like Adderall. Drugs could also be benzos, which I think that uh, they found in his his tox report. That's that's colonopin. You know, he, he could have been prescribed, legally prescribed a prescription to, to sleep or for yeah. anxiety or something like that. So the word drugs also doesn't always mean it's some illicit um, illegal drug that he's taken you know they're, they're legitimate well, and I, drugs
2: and I also think that when you say these are the six that are getting the attention the other four could have been for anxiety sure for sleep for depression Rightly. or you know I mean we, you know okay. for smoking cessation you don't know so just very sad you know three kids and I always think about this like you know as as someone who has a spouse or if you're married or whatever like I think about his wife and you know when she talked to him the last time What headspace was he in? You know, was he down in the dumps? And she said, listen, just, you know, go play your show and make it through one night and see how tomorrow is. I'm a big believer in people who are having issues, you know, at night and stuff. And, you know, sometimes you get those calls and maybe it's your kid or your friend or again, your spouse. Just, you know what? Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Let the sun come up and just see if you feel any different. You know, I've said a lot. I think things thoughts race in your head at night and that's when sometimes and I'm not saying that people don't overdose during the day but I just do, I do believe sometimes you can be your own worst enemy at night and so sometimes if you just go to sleep and just sleep on it and see if it's a little bit better tomorrow sometimes it will make a difference
0: you know when Carrie Fisher died in 2016 she was 60 years old and there were six drugs found in her toxic I had taken all six of them, and I used that on the air, and that opened up conversations with a lot of people about um, addiction and about how it is a sickness, it is an illness, and and, and, and you have to um, you have to be prepared every day, every single day of your life to, uh, to fall and to relapse and to have to start over again, and that's part of it, that's part of the deal, that's part of addiction, that's what it is, all right? Um, do we have time for the questions now? We, sure. we should wait. No. How, let's how do we get out of this? How do we? This is dark. It's a great conversation, and, and I'm glad we had it. But how do we? How do we shift now? To will you pull my finger or something? Can yeah. I play a fart sound effect? Or, I
2: mean, listen. I think that you know. Again, that life is life is highs and lows. Life is messy, and I think coming off of this weekend, it was a heavy weekend. But you know what? The sun will shine again, and hopefully, like I said, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you needed somebody to tell you that it might be time for you to. Check in on yourself.
0: Thank you to Pod Pete, Melissa. And also thank you to Dr. Carol Terry for her expertise. She's on our panel of experts, chief medical examiner, going to County triple board certified physician and does just a great all around, just a great person, great person to know, but so connected and, and not only connected like in VIP special ways like that, although she is, I'm sure I mean connected in, in, in the medical community and, and she's one of the best at what she does. One of the best, uh, medical examiners that we have certainly in the state of georgia so thank you dr terry
2: i know how we get out of this do we talk about um
0: i have a fart sound effect okay.
2: well let's talk about your tax return and let's talk about ben a burnett's tax return tax, return.
0: tax oh, refund okay. oh my okay. god are not his return one? are we getting one
2: no yeah i didn't think but so let's not t- 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 let's not talk and i don't think ben burnett is surely not getting a tax return but what is going on a tax refund okay what but let's talk about ben okay so ben, well, ben
0: ben ben sends me a text ben is a friend of ours ben, Beth, you don't know this Tomorrow Ben is filling in With Tug Like I've been I've been moved out of the studio Really? It's just Tug and Ben Really? Yes I guess Tug's co-host Is sitting back tomorrow Oh I filled in Tug and I did His morning show Last week Midweek last week
2: You've been replaced I have
0: Ben sends me a t- How long you I did it at 845 Tug of course Hadn't said a word to him Ben Tug asked me to fill in For Rhino tomorrow Thank you I don't know what I know what's thinking Me Although he, Ben did very, very well.
2: He did great. He must think you're like his agent. You got him a gig. Well,
0: give me a cut. I don't know. But anyway, Ben Ben reached out to me this weekend on another topic and said, listen, I need to buy some furniture.
2: We know someone.
0: You know someone. I said, we know someone. Let's get it done. For, uh, he has to get it done by a certain date. I'm not going to ask. That's sketchy. And I said, but you understand, Ben, that because of the supply chain stuff, anything that you order, even from gallery furniture, there's going to be a period where you are going to have to get it here. I said you find it on you know, you find it in the showroom and you can take it home that day. So we can get you some furniture, no question. But if you if you want a special order and stuff, oh, yeah. we can't have it we can't have it here in two weeks. Yeah. You need it by the end of the month or something, which is like two days.
2: Well, then he's got to, to shop but, off no, the showroom. What, what
0: happened? Well, you do that. But what it was is he had to have paid for the furniture by the end of the month.
2: I, I don't know what kind of game well, he's I running. I do. Okay, well, let's just move on for that.
0: Yeah. But he got a great deal. And I talked to him again today about it, and he said, listen. He talked to Marilyn. Maryland called, and he's getting uh, like a, I mean, a complete makeover, nearly in every room in the house. Seriously? Yeah, the living room is where they started—recliners, sectionals. Um, and he's got—he's got—he um, had a budget, and he came in under budget. So for Ben Burnett to come in under budget on anything, this man is a politician. Yeah. So for him to come in under budget on anything, you certainly can. Is impressive.
2: Yeah, if he can do it, you can, and you don't have to have a Ben size budget because exactly what happened to him is what can happen to you. And we've been saying that. Like, you may have a budget that you're going up there with because you're basing your budget on what you've been shopping on at the big box retailers. Or what you've paid in the past. Or, yeah, what you've paid in the past or what you've kind of, like, budgeted online. You've gone and looked at things. You know what? You may be surprised. If you go up there and you talk to gallery and you're like, this is everything that I need, let them crunch the numbers. Let them run the numbers. And you may be surprised. You're going to come home with a little jingle jangle in your pocket.
0: Some leftovers.
2: yes. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park
0: and 1600 Browns Road in Gainesville. Yes, Ask for Donna. Donna. When do you find it? Not if. When do you find it? At the showroom. There's Gainesville. There's also College Park. When you find it? You take it home that day. All right? They're going to help you pack it up or they can, they can deliver it too. They have a fleet of trucks. Gallery furniture. Ask Askforthewolfman.com. W- without great partners underwriting the tremendous expense of this podcast in my royalty for music, <laughs> you'd be paying a ninety nine a month. So, think about that, okay? So, next time you're in Gainesville, swing by. And if you don't even spend a penny, run in and say, Donna, thank you so much for paying Donna and Caddy's mortgage. T-Mobile, Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network. Brightmoor Healthcare. John Party at Brightmore Amphitheater Stockbridge this Friday night. Aaron Lewis of Stained at Brightmoor Amphitheater Fayetteville, Saturday night. It's a big weekend. Guests of the My Second Night Podcast, State Properties, owned and managed by your Paramount Hospitality Management Team, the brand you know. The brands you stand by, the brands you trust, Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. Our 18-year-old daughter, Olivia, was at a Paramount property over the weekend in Knoxville. The all knew, uh called it a dual property, Don. It's Marriott. Both both are, uh, Marriott brands, the residence in and the courtyard, and they're right beside each other.
2: Yeah, she's super, super nice.
0: She's up there at UT, as is uh, the Paramount property. Steps from the UT campus. And my second app brought you by Ford, Build Ford Tough, Scoop Your F-Series at Fayetteville Ford, and Scoop a Lifetime powertrain warranty while you're there.
1: Come and get your Ford. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford.
0: Fayetteville Ford.
1: I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford.
0: I've been around the auto industry for 23 years and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F Series is the best selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and Get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. I was at Fayetteville Ford over the weekend. They just got a 73 Bronco. They say copper color.
2: Now that's cool.
0: Five Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I mean, in 73, that was one of the biggest years for the Ford Bronco.
2: That's when you were born.
0: Yeah. They made 21,000. Ford made 21,000 of them. And uh, when you find one these days, it's a rare find. And they got one up there on the lot. I saw this weekend. Beautiful, beautiful truck. That's cool. Beautiful Bronco. Uh, Let's add two songs to the Spotify Hypes on Playlist. It is a component of this podcast. You can check out season one on Spotify, season two. And we're currently adding songs to season three. What happens if you're new to the podcast? Um, Listen, Don and I both are fans of music, but we've worked in the music industry our entire lives and have uh, 42 years combined radio experience at the same radio station, which is where we met. You know, radio music's paid the bills, but we, we're fans of music. So what we do is we add a song that we think you'll like or that uh, we've rediscovered or that we've discovered for the first time or a new artist or something that we, you know, somebody turned us on to. And then we, uh, we cobble them all together on the Spotify. It's on Playlist, Ladies First as always.
2: So I'm adding, I don't think we have a lot of Thomas Rhett on the uh, playlist. So I'm going to add uh, Thomas Rhett So I'm going to add Marry Me. I like that song. So it was written by him and uh, Ashley Gorley jesse frazier and that man about town shane McAnally. he's everywhere he? he writes everything but um it was a song that uh thomas rett wrote for his wife lauren um because they've been dating since they were like 12 years old and i just love it i love it it's, it's a good song there's a new um thomas rett has a new album, album out yeah. called Center Point road i was going to pull something off there but I, so i heard the song come on the other day and i was like dang this is a good song
0: that's just mary morris you haven't talked about that did you know she had a new album love it okay you Love you it,
2: humble, okay. humble, uh, humble. Quest, yeah, humble. Quest. Yeah. Yes, so good, so so good. I'm going to pull some stuff from there next time. All right, how about you?
0: Uh, cool in the gang. All right. I was at their show Saturday night at Brightmore Healthcare Amphitheater, There's There were seven original members of Cool in the Gang. There are two that are are living, breathing right now. Um, I'd never seen Cool in the Gang before in concert. Uh, the song that I'm adding to the Spotify Hypes on playlist is a song called. Gonna have a good time. Are you familiar with this one?
2: Yes. Are you? Yes, okay. I love Cool in the Gang.
0: Very positive upbeat, like we all their stuff. Your we're gonna have a good, good time. Night.
2: So, did, did you find yourself, like, just clapping a lot? Like, yeah. are people just clapping all a night,
0: lot? All night. My, my hands were sore. It was a sold-out show. Place was packed. Place was packed. There were people. And it wasn't a, it wasn't, this crowd wasn't a drinking crowd, necessarily. They were just a fun, Having excited fun, to dancing. be type crowd. Yeah. in uh, the Gang had 20 people on stage. Mm. Not 12, I counted 12. No kidding. And I thought to myself, I don't Self. know how much they make a night. Self. I don't know how much they make a night. I don't know what we paid them. Um, I can probably hit the ballpark within twenty five thousand dollars over or under if you do the math you, you they're, they're splitting that money not evenly necessarily but everybody's getting a cut of that money cut some of these people out there were six backup dancers that were winded, winded. Do you and think aged, ba- aged and winded
2: oh boy yeah. do you think they're ba-
0: falling out of their, their sequin outfits and sequins falling out and nipples here and Ew. oh yeah they're winded um
2: do you think that they were like, maybe they were just like the wives of some of the people there and they just were they like, They double as dancers? Well, they're like, oh, we got to be here. We might as well get up here and just shake awesome. it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I guess it could be. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. But they had a brass section. Oh, I love a brass yeah, section. Oh, it was great. It was great. It wasn't the tower power, but it was, it was, it added, it added to the effect. And whether or not you even, maybe you're not from, I don't know how this would happen, but maybe you've never heard a Cool in the Gang song before in your life. You would go to this concert and you'd have a good time. Yeah. Because, hey, we're going to have a good time tonight. And you think about the, the, gen, the number of generations that their music is touched. Here's something. This, place, I
1: this live. Me
0: Merchant.
2: Oh, I like that one.
0: Remember in this video, the seagulls? Yes. That started the song? They have the seagulls. Really? Yeah, you hear them. That's how every. I was triggered to know Cheers to Love was coming up. Because you hear them. You hear the, uh, the seagulls, but
2: seagulls. they didn't like release
0: them. No, there were no live seagulls. Oh, okay. But okay. you hear the, the effect oh, yeah. of a seagull. It's one of, the spe- one of many special effects that cool's, Cool brings mm. uh, when they're on the road. I give away tickets on the air on the Bear 925. And somebody said, Why would you, why would you give Cool the Game tickets away on the country station? Well, because we can, we can and we do, and we will. We'd like to have fun. That's all we do. Uh, I want to introduce you to somebody. You ready? Mm-hmm. Listener of the Bear 925, Nikki. And, and, and so she won tickets from me and I had to find out how she spelled her name because we had to leave my will call and you can spell Nikki a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. You feel me? I do. You with me? Here we go. Here's Nikki. Uh, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I. And then there's those people that spell it N-I-C, they're throwing a C, which is confusing, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Right. The
0: C. Yeah. UK Nickies don't like the C Nickies, do you?
2: No, we don't. (laughs) Like
0: West Side Story, is it not? Exactly. It definitely is. A throat punch with your knee. Right. I couldn't get mine that far up, Nikki, to be honest with you. So I'd be of no help. Just no now. I'd be of no help at all. Okay? The C Nikki's would take us down. Okay? My first tape was
2: pulling cool the game. it tells you
0: anything. Your first what now? Your, your cassette tape. What was your go to well, jam? Like,
2: I like a little
0: Paris. Ooh, one of them just pooped. Oh, wow. They should have edited that out. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? One of them just went number two. So- I'll, on the air. Well, Cherish the love. love Cherish indeed. the love. How
2: about some celebration?
0: Come on. I dropped two Jason <laughs> Album songs to get this, this in on Friday. There's a party going on right here.
2: Hoo, hoo. Celebration. woo hoo.
1: Back throughout the year. There's a party going on
0: right here. You're a little early. You're a little early. That's okay. Yeah, that. I was. That's Sorry. okay, Nikki. It's been since 1984 and a half. Celebration. Did tired I'm winded I gotta lay down I'll talk to you Uh later (laughs) (sighs) where's my puffer who has my puffer
2: (laughs) I've been listening to you since like you were in the beginning with radio
0: 19 years old based on the last 10 minutes we spent together I've grown up a lot have I not Nikki yes a lot of growth a lot of growth Cadillac (laughs) Jack. I was winded. I love Nikki. She's great.
2: She just singing along.
0: She's a, a, de- a decent singer. Did you see her at the concert? I didn't. I'm, I, did, I couldn't find her. Wow. Oh. All of my winners though. I did. I did. Go Go Week last week. It was not uh, Bogo. You didn't buy one to get one. You got one and got one. So oh, you I won, love that. One tickets to Cool in the Gang, and then you also won tickets to John Party.
2: I love that.
0: One call. That's all. The afternoon rabbit candlelight. Is it time? Love- is it? Uh, and listen, download the app and join me. We get mention three to seven. I don't think I push the radio show enough on the podcast. You
2: don't, and I mean people who listen to the podcast would love to listen to you on the radio. And even if you are want like our our friend the truck the truck person in Virginia, you can still listen to the to the afternoon show on the app, just like you listen to your podcast. It's free.
0: Yes, and uh, you find it anywhere and everywhere. You get your apps. Uh, all right, questions to the panel. Yeah, about uh, I don't remember this conversation from the last podcast, last episode. Um Someone wants to know.
2: Who's the someone?
0: They, they asked to remain unanimous. Oh, okay. They yeah. want to be unanimous. That means
2: you. Okay, what do you want to they know? want to be unanimous. What do you want to know?
0: Does JB have a patio? A patio? A patio.
2: No. How would you know that? Because he lives in a house. He doesn't live in an apartment. Okay. I mean, I've never been there, but he told me he lives is, in a is, house.
0: Is JB, JD, JB? JB. JB. Is JB a fan of the song Brandy?
2: No, not that I know of. Okay.
0: All right. I, I, don't know, I don't know why this person wanted to know that.
2: Oh, they think that I've been like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Because I said, I've been sitting, I saw, I've been listening to.
0: I, I didn't think that for a minute. That That you. That that's where you would have been reintroduced to Brandy. Remember? Yeah all right
2: no it was not there but okay yeah
0: next episode um we're gonna i'm
2: gonna tell you what's happening too thank god i don't think she does like trisha doesn't listen to this podcast because I you- questions you're start. you're starting to try to stir up stuff
0: how are you how are y'all going to explain to her when she comes to a match and i'm sure that she'll come to at least one who you are and how old you are
2: well i look a lot older so i think i can pass for an old person
0: don't need to think about that. You and JD need to, to get your stuff. JB. Your, your things worked out.
2: He's supposed to come back this weekend. He's
0: 73. Does this thing work out?
2: Oh, God. Huh? I have no idea. I have you to know, you sure? have to ask Trisha.
0: Audio for this episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The song Somewhere You Do for the Motion Picture Soundtrack for Good Days on Rockin' R Records. Delight Records, Mercury Records, and Curb Records. And the Recording Academy, formerly the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen. You can subscribe to The Letter, which is our weekly e-newsletter. A fun four-minute read delivered to your inbox for free every Saturday morning at 910. Text left on red. No spaces. Red is the color. R-E-D. Left on red to the number 22828. 22828. Ah, to subscribe for free. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and ingo studios in atlanta new episodes on tuesday and thursday of cadillac jack my second act part of the app and podcast network